"'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the flat, "'not a punker was stirring, not even the cat. "'The stockings were hung by the studio door "'in hopes that the Christmas songs would be no more. "'The hosts, they were nestled all up in a clump, "'while blissfully dreaming of the perfect punk jump. "'Jim Fearless was sleepless. "'He couldn't ignore, devising a track list "'for Punk Goes Acoustic 4. What a year it's been, talking songs from the scene, played by figures in hoodies and black skinny jeans. We started with Queen and may end with Adele, and somewhere between Avril asked, what the hell? We came as Romans and Rufio were great, but Memphis Mayfire could not ingratiate. May the new year bring new friends and good cover tracks, maybe dashboard confessional or attack attack. So raise up your pizza slice, greasy and proud. Join in on the gang vocals sung nice and loud. And despite what you think about Jesus or God, have a wonderful holiday. All our love, Punk Goes Pod. Welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only, Jesus, I nearly said the internet's only episode, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. Um, Before we kick off, a big jolly warm thank you to Jordan Banks, aka Era Jordan, for his beautiful narration work and so soundscaping yeah. that you heard just now yeah. um lovely he yeah called in a favor last minute and we thank... oh he delivered in then so yeah. yeah so and i guess thank you sam for coming up with the idea to write a poem oh and thank you emma for collaborating on said poem because I, I didn't a do big it by myself thank you fest isn't it it's just don't worry about Thanksgiving. We can just thank everyone and everything here. Thank, thank taking and thank giving. Yes. Yeah. But no, for real, thank you, Jordan. We both audibly were like, oh, when we yeah. first heard it. Um, very delightful, especially in terms of being able to conjure up a Christmas that we generally don't have over here. It's usually about 35 to 40 degrees Celsius where I am on Christmas Day. So, yeah, the idea of someone with, like, jazzy music next to a crackling fire and just mm. reciting poetry is very different to what we're used to, I think. Although it is, at the moment in Victoria, it, the weather has just been really weird. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm in tracksuit pants, a hoodie and socks. I know, this isn't normal. Whereas, like, I think it was the beginning of last week, I was in shorts with a towel over my head because I was sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> And it's, I've got my clothes at the side of the bed, like, that I can sort of, like, alternate between. And it is, it's short singlet, jumper, track, like, hoodie, yeah. track suit pants at the moment. Because the weather has just been so weird and so up and down. Yeah, it's definitely making me more uneasy than usual, just because it's like... What are you hiding? Yeah, I guess... It just, yeah, there's a very distinct sense of, like, maybe this is it from now until the rest of time. Like, weird weather, horrible things everywhere, um, but... 
Or maybe it just means we're going to have an incredibly hot summer come, like, late January, mm. early Feb. But this isn't a weather cast. <laughs> I think, yeah, we're both very... Well, I should only speak for myself, but yeah. I have run out of steam this December, so we decided to deliver a very special double-stuffed episode of Punk Goes Pod. Which I think Christmas time we will be doing at the end of every Christmas season from now until the end of the show's Fearless Records run, at least. For the time being. For the time being. Assuming there's no other releases, which I'm 100% sure there will be. (laughs) Oh, hopefully it's not another Christmas one, though. Hopefully it's not. I think if that were the case, I would just say, let's just do a speed round of it. Let's just do the album. Yeah. 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 Um... But yeah, I'm I'm liking this back to back. Like I thought we were being super clever in. So before we get going, uh, this week we are looking at the song "This Christmas" by Tom- Tony. Tony. By Tony Hawk. Don Donny Hawks. Yeah. Pro skater. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas by Donny Hathaway, as covered by the Somerset, and then we're going to pivot and talk about "There Will Be No Christmas" by Crown the Empire, and so like. Looking at this, I was like, oh man, we're pretty clever. Like, we put this back to back, like a very interesting sort of shift in sentiment. And I realised we just lifted the track listing from... Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. So props to Jim Fearless for this track listing. It's a very (laughs) good, like, bait and switch kind of... Yeah. 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 Lots of nuance, especially this Christmas. We'll be... (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, shall we get into one Donny Hathaway? This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside's blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. So, I I can't remember if I went through what is actual. I'm assuming he's Donald Hathaway. That's a good point. Um, I just, uh, I yeah. He might have been born Donnie, though. De- well, Denny. Denny in the room. What was Denny? What was Denny's actual name? Do you Denald. reckon? Denald. <laughs> uh-huh. D- Denim. So, no, it just says Donny. Donny. So cool. yeah, Donny Donny Hawk was uh, born in 1945 in Chicago, and he died unfortunately in 1979 at the age of 33, which is sad. That's far too soon. Yeah, it is really soon. That's two years away from from. Well, it's a year and a bit away from me now. Don't say that. Woo. So he lived with his. He as I said, like he was born in Chicago, but he moved to. St. Louis, Missouri, uh, to live with his grandmother, mm-hmm. where he began singing with his where he began singing with his grandmother in the church choir at the age of three, and he also began studying the piano. Mm-hmm. It's an early age to start. I wonder if it was like good singing or just like ah. <laughs> I guess you got to start somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, you do. But... 
So, yeah, got his start as a songwriter, session musician and producer for Curtis Mayfield's Curtum Records in Chicago. So he moved back to Chicago. Curtum. I just misread yep. that as custom and I was going to be like, <laughs> but no. Or even Curtain. No. <laughs> Good point. But then I don't know if Curtain is... Because there's like we, our, old prime, our Prime Minister during the Second World War, John Curtin. But that was... I yeah. am, I think. Curtin. Completely irrelevant. Oh, I know. I am just... Whew. <laughs> So yeah, that was Donnie, the song released in 1970 by Atco Records. Uh, so the American Society of Composers, Authors and Publishers ranked this Christmas as the 30th most performed holiday song of all time. Mm-hmm. And the song was written by Donnie Hathaway and Teresa McKinnell, McKinna. Okay. What do you think of it? I love it. Like it's... I always forget about it for some reason but then every year i'm like oh yeah like this song slaps like every time i hear it it's just yeah like this is a perfect example of like there is decent christmas music out there yeah yeah that's and it is and it is entirely a christmas song but it's like it's so funky yeah it's i when i listen to it with my headphones on i put my headphones on and start the song and immediately the entire apartment is wood panelled. Yeah. Shag carpeted. All our books become leather bound and everything smells <laughs> like rich mahogany. Yes. It just... Um, Sam just took off his jumper for those of you playing at home. Ooh, He's yeah. getting super into this Christmas oh, fantasy. I'm so into it that it's making me warm. A bit hot and bothered. Giving, giving me a touch of the vapours. <laughs> it's it's one of those ones as well. And I mean... Granted, it was written by an African-American... Written by and performed by an African-American man in the 70s. But it also... Like, I'm a fan of the black exploitation films of the 70s. Right. And it's definitely... Like, it wouldn't be played, like, during, you know, one of the action scenes or one of the car chase scenes. But, like, there would always be, like, that scene where the man and the woman are in front of the fire. Mm. And, you know, they're, they're making love or they're, you know getting ready to or something and this would be the kind of song that would be playing right in that in that scene as well yeah it just makes me just it, it just it puts me in a really good mood for christmas this would be if it's if there's a song that would put me in the mood for christmas it would be this because it is very much like i could listen to this by the fire and just just really vibe out to it yeah 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 i think like it's just such a hopeful and lovely song. Like, it's just so simple. But yeah, there's just so much hope in it. And that hope isn't revolved around, like, because Santa... Like, it's just yeah. it's because... He's going to have a good Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm going to get to know you better. Like, first of all, like, smooth as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so sweet. Because, like, it's about... I sort of read it as, like, either a new romance or, like, a very... Not old, but, like, a couple that's been together for a long time. But it's just about that intimacy of, like, going through those little rituals that we have yeah. about Christmas and just being together and spending time and slowing down a bit. But it's just... it's Yeah, it's just really sweet. I think... Yeah. Like, presents and cards are here. My world is filled with cheer and you this Christmas. And as I look around... Your eyes outshine the town. They do this Christmas. It's just like... Yeah. It just makes me really happy. Um, It's... Yeah, it feels a bit of like a cruel sort of 
song to listen to this year when a lot of us won't be having the Christmas that we envision necessarily. Mm. But it's, it's yeah, it's just such a timeless song. Like, yeah. it just immediately puts me in a really good and festive in, like, not an over-the-top way kind of mood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's saying as well, you know, this is a grown man who... And I'm not saying it's a grown man who still believes in Santa Claus. No. Um, like I imagine pretty much all of Zoe Deschanel's characters <laughs> all still believe in Santa Claus at the, you know, the age of 40 or however old she is now. But it's a man who's also excited still about Christmas, who still enjoys Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like his version of Christmas. And yeah, as you said, like sort of getting to know someone in that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's such a sweet song. Like, it just makes me really happy. And then, like, those horns are just insane. Mm. It's just so good. Like, it's simultaneously, like, understated and then also, like, full production and I love it. I was really obnoxiously driving in my car today from the grocery shop. and (laughs) grocery shop. The grocery shop. And because I I get it sometimes when I say store and I hear my mother in my ear going... It's a shop, not store. We're not Americans. It sounds no- more normal than grocery Grocery shop. shop. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. From Coles. I was coming back from Coles and I had this real loud in the car. Aww. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing the obnoxious thing of pulling into our apartment or anything like that, but I was in traffic with this going really loud. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, put me like you know, put me in a calm place, a good yeah. place, and yeah, like oh, yeah, you know, I kind of wish we had put up a Christmas tree and you know built a fire and you know we'd get a burnt down if we built a fire, burnt down the apartment, but we could then lay by that burning rubble this Christmas. Okay, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does. So, I mean, I don't know if there's really much else to say. It's it's a terrific song. Yeah. Um, we also have, you know, other songs to get through. Look, I'm quite happy to keep this one snappy, mostly for our sake, but also for everyone else, because assuming we have our shit together, and by that I mean you, because you do all the work for this thing. Um, Which I will. You will. Um, yeah. Assuming all goes to plan, you guys will be hearing this on Christmas Day, so we don't want to distract from your Christmases. Or depending on if SoundCloud does the thing that it's done in the past, because I'm not going to release it. I'm not going to be on the computer releasing it on Christmas Day. I'm going to be trying to release it earlier with a release time frame of the day. Mm. Christmas Day. So, yeah. Anyway, I doubt there's many... I doubt there's anyone on Christmas Day going, oh man, got to get that new Punkos pod. I can think of one. <laughs> Hello, Richard. <laughs> Let's talk about the Somerset. Sure. This Christmas and as I look around, your eyes have shined the town they do. This Christmas is
you like to take over? Yeah. So, <laughs> according to Sam's notes, <laughs> the Somerset formed in the year 2017. <laughs> uh, I'm just... Oh, I laughed so hard that it's just, it's made me lightheaded. Do you mean 2001? No, no 2007. 2007. Okay. Let me take that again. So the Somerset formed in 2007, uh, and they hailed from Scottsdale, Arizona, and they then broke up in 2017. So solid 10-year run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were signed to Fearless Records from 2012 to 2017, so that makes sense that they appear here. And in 2013, they were announced as iHeartRadio's 2013 Rising Star. This last fact, I love. I love so much. <laughs> in, two- <laughs> in 2016, they performed at a Bernie Sanders rally, sick, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, alongside no other than 303. I'm, I'm so... The thing that upsets me is that playing a Bernie Sanders rally didn't didn't enliven them enough to continue playing. They still broke up a year later. I know. But I'm just imagining. I mean, can you blame them? Because, like, Bernie didn't get through for whatever stupid reason. Oh, So, yeah, I'd just be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, because that was at the point where he was still, like, he was still trying to get the the Democratic nomination. Yeah. With all these kids. Three or three. And the Somerset. What? They believe in socialism. And I like them. Does he sound like that? Well, Bernie Sanders kind of sounds like that. Ah, well there you I go. I mean, that's an exaggerated exaggeration of his voice, but... Okay. But no, that is very oh, wonderful. I, I, I love it. Almost, I love that fact almost as much as I hate this cover. What? NANI? I hate this cover. Oh no! I... I I can't stand this cover. Do you want to talk about why you like it before I maybe like change your mind? No, I want to hear yours first. This sounds like a goddamn Coca-Cola ad. But I love it. It's it's whitewashing this song. It is what and and I would love to interview someone from Fearless Records and I hope that what I'm saying isn't going to tarnish that. But it whitewashes the fuck out of this fucking excellent funk song. It whitewashes it, and it sounds like a Coca-Cola ad, and I can't stand it. That makes me so sad to hear. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to be like, how good is this? Sorry. And you dashed my hopes. But no, that that's fair. And that probably just shows how like painfully white I am, that I just was like, yeah, Coca-Cola holiday song. Um... I'm sorry. Wow, I've taken the words out of your mouth. You have taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, jeez, that's fine. I think... So, <laughs> I had a whole thing prepared and now it's just gone. But, like, essentially, for me, they have fun with it. And, like, it doesn't read to me as a punk goes song. Not in the slightest. But... It reads for the time that it was released, like just the sort of glitchy, sort of slight in the chorus, like uh, yeah, like, it, which was which was the style at the time. Yes, yeah, um, and like yeah, they 
Bleh. My goodness, you've thrown me. Here I thought we were on the same page. I'm going to... I don't know you at all. Oh. <laughs> um, where are we? All right, so... Lead singer. What is his name? Brian Logan Dales. Um, did we do anything? Yes, we did do. Sorry. I literally read those out. I'm so shocked. Um, I just... I really like Brian's vocals. Like, they're kind of sickly sweet, but, like, I love them. Because he has, like, a good voice. Like Coca-Cola, sickly sweet. You do realise Coca-Cola, like, commercialised Christmas. They're the first ones to have done it. So, like, that makes perfect sense as an analogy. You do realise that I've got a 10-pack and an unopened 10-pack of vanilla Coke in the kitchen. So I'm I'm an absolute hypocrite, I understand. I know, but, like, your analogy is spot on. Because, like, Coca-Cola commercialised... Like, I think they're the ones who brought St. Nick into, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. They, the, the, I can still see this like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I love the vocals. Yes, I understand that this is like by comparison, this doesn't have the same like oomph to it, but I also think they do a really good job of it. Okay, like they have a lot of fun. It's really upbeat. They. Uh, they're treating it with the respect it deserves, I feel. Like, because they're earnest about it. They're giving it their all. Like, yes, it's sort of, it's your, like, Zuma version of, well, not even Zuma, like, Gen mm. Y version of what you would expect from a cover of this song, but they're not doing it in any sense of, like, irony. Yeah, no, I get that. And I... It could have been a really boring cover. Um, it's not boring to me. I just, I just, I can't do it. I, I can't get into it. It just, and to me, like where you're seeing like good stuff, I'm not. Like I'm seeing soulless, made by you know the corporation to sort of shell out, you know, <laughs> Coca Colas. I'm so sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just. I am in a strange headspace today, and I kind of want to cry. <laughs> because I was expecting us to have this big, like, it's so good. But, um, that's okay. Because I, uh, yeah, because I led you up with, uh, I'm interested to hear what yes. you think of the cover. Because I was thinking you'd be like, I hate it. <laughs> See, yeah, I was thinking you would think that, but with the... Hope. Or, like, just... Like, with the, um, suggest, like, I can't even think of words anymore. What have you done? I've broken you. I'm so sorry. No, you broke me that other episode. Um. I feel horrible. No! (laughs) You don't need to. Full disclosure for everyone listening at home, I legitimately got teary before thinking about the fact that Boss has a cat mother somewhere that he doesn't know anymore, and it just made me very sad. So I'm, like, in a very fragile state of mind to be recording it all. Um, so, no. To, to be fair, he looks really fine with it. Oh, he does. Um, man. <laughs> what a gut punch. And it's just, like... I think it was a week ago, Alex Melton did... A cover of this, it was What If Four Years Strong did a cover of this. Yeah, we'll chuck a sample in here. And it's so good. 
kind of what I needed this to be, especially after last week. Especially after last week's song, hitting it. Out of the park for me. So, Devil's Advocate, how would that cover not be whitewashing it, though, in your eyes? I... I guess it still is, because it's, it's like a... Because they remove the horns and stuff, don't they? Yeah, it's all guitar. Yeah. I guess because it's... I guess it is. I guess I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> That's alright. And right. it just... it just It's more of a sort of... I guess it's more of a rockier version, which mm. then if you take it back to its roots, was created by African Americans. So, boom. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I... I realised that when I was going to say that, you were possibly going to bring that argument forth, and I had no rebuttal. So, again, like, I'm fine with being a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just sit in this discomfort for a few moments. <laughs> you can think about what you've done mere days before Christmas to your fiancé and co-host. I honestly feel so bad. No, there is no need to. Let's talk. <laughs> I was going to say... No, I can't be bothered. Let's talk about Crown No, no, what? No, I was just going to say that I listened to the Somerset's first album this afternoon. And like... So Love Like This, which was released in 2009. Uh, fun fact, they released an expanded version that was called Love Like Swift, which included five live Taylor Swift covers. Recorded at the 2010 Bamboozle Festival, which is sick. Nice. And, like, they're one of those bands where I think had I been the age that was appropriate at the time, I would have loved them. But then even, like... Yeah, like, that album is very top-heavy with, like, really good stuff, but then it started to taper off a bit. But I'd be interested to listen to other stuff of theirs. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, like, I was checking out, uh, God, Brian Dales' Twitter account, and he just seems like a normal, like, just a dude now, because, like, he's well, not... Yeah. I, I'm just going to pull up his thing real quick, because his um, bio was very funny. Brian Dales. Brian Logan Dales. Yeah, <laughs> retired emo yacht rocker. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was great. And yeah, it just... By all accounts, he's just living his best life. And yeah, like reminiscing about like... Back in the day of being emo. I'm assuming he's got kids. I don't know. That's But, right. but no, I think we should attempt to get him on the pod. All right. Is that my come up? <laughs> no, I just I think like he seems like he'd be down for a chat. Cool. And yeah, we get to talk about another Somerset song down the line. So I don't want I don't want to seem so negative. Like I'm not trying to rip on the Somerset. I just and for any Somerset fans out there, like I just it just didn't work for me, and I just couldn't do it. Like it just made my skin crawl. That's all right. Kind of like the way that the other song made your skin crawl. The Atlantic or whatever they're called. The one that like that you freaked out on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Grayscale. Yes. Yeah. But no, that's so funny because like I had the opposite like 
when I heard it, I just immediately started smiling. So I was like, this is so nice. Like, it's just, it's cute and it fits what the scene sounded like at the time. Mm, which I guess just didn't, doesn't Resonate gel with, with me. You. Yeah, yeah. No, like the scene at the time sounding like that is so drastically removed from what it sounded like 10 years prior to then. Yeah. And I know I'm sounding old as well. Get off my lawn. Let's talk about Crown the Empire. At least not for me. But this year I'm all alone waiting for the spring. There will be no Christmas, no Santa, no sleigh. But I hope that you know that through it all. So Crown the Empire were formed in 2010 from Dallas, Texas. They performed their first show in Compass Church at the Compass Church in Coleyville, Texas. In March of 2020, guitarist Brandon Hoover contracted COVID after a tour of Asia and Africa. He recovered and was cleared of the virus. Okay. And that was pretty much all I could find about Crown the Empire. So those of you listening at home will recall that we have already talked about Crown the Empire. They did the cover of Payphone. By Maroon 5. A decent cover. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting mixed bag of facts that you've yep. <laughs> brought up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, what do you think of this song? Uh, let me have a look. It's... It's one of those ones I really like the chorus of it. The verses haven't caught me just yet. Yeah. But in saying that, I really like the production value of it and the emotive quality of it. Yeah. And I it it, it kind of almost sounds like either they got Burt McCracken or he's doing his best Burt McCracken throughout the chorus. Mm. Um that sort of like that sort of almost like yell singing that's that also sounds good. Yeah. Which is the best way I can describe it, which isn't a terribly good way to describe it. But like, it always felt like when I listened to Burt McCracken, not even the screaming, but just his singing, it always sounded like, man, his voice must hurt. Mm. His voice box must hurt. Because he's just sort of like loud. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Like, yeah. Burt McCracken had, has a good voice. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, when I was listening to it, I got, like, a different vibe to Burt McCracken. Like, I pictured... I sort of did that thing where I immediately started, like, fantasy casting. Like, who would I like to hear doing this song? Mm. And, like, I was picturing, like, the hush sound with, like, Patrick Stump lending, like, additional vocals or something. Like, because there's a lot of drama and, like, almost theatrics in the song that I think he would nail. Yeah. Like, Patrick in particular. Even though, like, the content itself, like, it's fine, but just that chorus, 
is so good. Like, I could definitely picture it being fleshed out into something that has a bit more punch to it. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't want to sound like more of a downer, but like, this is Punk Goes Christmas. Punk Goes Christmas. And the two songs that we've got this week, and so much of this album, just feels like it's... When you have an album of, like, really awesome, pump-you-up, fast punk songs, mm-hmm. and then you have it, like, track 9 of 12, that's your slow song to sort of give you a bit of a palate cleanse to then get you over the line of the last three songs. And that's what these two songs feel like. They feel like the palate cleanse songs. But these shouldn't be in a compilation album. Why not? Because it should... It should A compilation album should be your... Like these bands' bests, like best songs, and like you're representing punk, and this to me just doesn't. And again, I realize it's me shouting at a cloud. But it, like, I get in terms of like it not sounding like punk to you, but I think when you're talking about a Christmas comp, like your options are limited. It's not like a band has like 10 Christmas songs each and they go, yes, this is the best one. No, I know. And I realise that most of these, I mean, all these bands were recording for this album. But they, yeah, I don't know. It's like, hey, we're on the Punk Goes album. It's almost like they're fucking with them. Like, oh, let's do a really shitty song. Not shitty song. But let's do a song that doesn't really evoke any form of punk whatsoever. I'm starting to wonder if we change our age-old question to "Is it punk? Yes or no?" <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be that person. Like it's. It is what it is. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like that is the logical point to this episode this might be our shortest episode how long is it it's only been going for 33 minutes fucking hell that's bleak i'm sorry i'm so sorry like (laughs) i have really just (laughs) i think i need to finish this and give you a hug (laughs) (laughs) that's fine it has been a very strange year it makes sense that this episode wasn't as festive as I was expecting it would be. I mean... You know, I still like Christmas. Oh, I'm glad that's okay. Yeah. I... Look, if we're jumping jumping into Hell Yeah or Yeah Nah, like, Hell Yeah for Donny Hathaway. Mm. 100%. But, I don't know, the other two get a Yeah Nah from me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well... What about you? I give them a Hell Yeah. All of them? Yes. Because the last one has potential and I'm feeling generous. Okay. And yeah, I just, I really love the, that last line in the chorus, like, but I hope that you know that through it all, I still wish you a happy holiday. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, it's definitely, it's definitely a breakup song over Christmas time, but also adult enough to be like, okay, well, at least... Like, maybe not even be friends, but, you know, I can, at the very least, wish you a happy holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I hope that you know, despite your shit takes, that I still love you. (laughs) No, they are valid takes. That I still love you! (laughs) 
hey, look, this is probably... We're probably going to switch places next week. That That is very Because true. would you like to tell the dear listeners what we're doing next week, which is we don't know if it's going to be released New Year's Eve. Or I think if it's we going to should be... just get it out on this side of the year. Yep. Um, so we will be looking at Rolling in the Deep by Adele as covered by Go Radio for Punk Goes Pop 4. Yeah, like your favourite. Mm, yep. But let's save those feelings for next week. Yes. Listen, I know I've been a bit of a, a Sammy Downer, but from the Punk Goes Pod studio, I do wish you all a happy holidays. Whatever you're doing, keep safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, and just enjoy one one another's company. Yeah. As I said, whatever you're doing, it doesn't need, need to be Christmas, but just... Just love one another. Yes. Is all I will say. I agree. Thank you. We can agree on that. Yes. <laughs> I love you. And I love you. And I love you, listener. Yes, me too. Bye. <laughs>